jumper on the way. He hits, and it's a three. It's a franchise record, 54 for Carl Anthony Towns. Wolves cast, audio on demand. Gibson struggling to get it in, finds Wiggins. Andrew around a town screen, inside of midcourt, launches the three, at the buzzer, banks it in. Andrew Wiggins has won it at the buzzer. Lots it up ahead. Tyus rises up and slams it with the right hand. Taj Gibson with the defensive play of the game. It's over, it's over. Celebrate Wolves Nation. Welcome into Wolves Cast Audio on Demand. John Fokey alongside Cal Soderquist here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. And coming up on this episode, got a conversation with Wolves backup point guard Jared Bayless, who, like many on this team, has had to step in and step up as Minnesota has dealt with a ton of injuries this season. Fun conversation as we get to know Jared a little bit more away from the basketball court and find out about how he originally thought he was going to end up a member of the Wolves when he was coming out of Arizona uh, back in the 08-09 season. Got that, plus the Timberwolves out in the community, part of the All-Staff Reading Timeout, which, Cal, I know you and I also took part in, and it was a ton of fun uh, getting to connect with the kids. You know, it's not quite the same when we walk into a room <laughs> for a reading timeout uh, versus when the players do. I mean, watching the video of the, the players chanting Kata Bates-Diop uh, as he left his room, that was something special. Didn't happen to me. Did it happen at your at your classroom? No, not many of the kids. I don't know if they're listeners yet. I, especially, <laughs> I was I was in a pre-K class, so these kids were young. But Start them young. I did. I told them, you know what? Tune in on the radio, especially for some of these games that aren't televised locally. So yeah, we we got some future radio fans for sure. All right, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Video at Timberwolves.com. And again, uh, we'll have more information coming up on that in our third segment. Speaking of Kata Bates-Diop, what a run it has been for Kata. And maybe it all launched last Thursday when he heard those kids chanting his name. Uh, you think about over the weekend, stepping into the starting lineup, Andrew Wiggins missing three straight games with a quad injury. Kata had a dozen in a win overtime over the New York Knicks on Saturday. Came up with 18 in a victory over or excuse me, over Washington on Saturday, 18 in the victory over the Knicks on Sunday, and then uh, in the starting lineup again with nine points in the uh, Wolves' loss at Denver on Tuesday. And this is a guy, Cal, that I feel like Minnesota did a great job grooming when you talk about a second-round pick. The Wolves were excited about his skill set coming out of Ohio State, but didn't get playing time early on, went down to the G League, developed, uh, came back to the big club, and spent time learning from Players like Luol Dang, uh, Dario Saric, trying to pick out pieces of their game that might fit with his game, and now getting an opportunity late in the season, showing what he can do, and I think he's been impressive on both ends of the floor. 100%, and it's quite a contrast from his his rookie counterpart, Josh Okogie, who mm-hmm. was kind of forced into this, thrust into this right from the jump, had to figure things out on the fly, and, and Josh did tremendous at that. It's not an easy ask of a rookie, but... You're right. Kata got the chance to practice with his teammates behind the scenes, observe games, had the G League stint, uh, which was very beneficial. And now you hear it from both his coaches, Ryan Saunders, and his teammates that things seem to have slowed down for, for Kata. And, and he seems night and day more comfortable in terms of where he was early in the year to now. And, and what stu- stuck out, too, was Ryan Saunders speaking after that win last weekend. Uh, I believe it was Sunday's win over the Knicks where he described Kata as, as a low-usage guy mm-hmm. in the best way possible, where he's figuring out ways to move without the basketball. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. The offense you know, doesn't slow down. He's the one 
cutting behind defenders when someone else has the rock. And he's also made great strides defensively. He's had some tough matchups over the last week and change, whether it's Bradley Beal a handful of times. Uh, he talked about getting to see Giannis and Nenekumbo out of the all-star break uh, live and in person. So he, he's someone who seems to have adapted incredibly well as a second-round rookie. I love that uh, low usage but high impact type yeah. player. I think, you know, you look at Robert Covington, Dario Saric, those guys are, are in the same mold in that they don't need the ball in their hands a lot to impact the game. And I think, you know, from Keita, if you can start to develop that three-point shot, he's already got good cutting instincts, he could be a big part of this team moving forward. And what a steal to talk about grabbing him in the second round. And the other thing in terms of being a low usage player, who do you want the ball in their hands? Carl Anthony Towns. Yep. I mean, when he's got the ball in his hands, he's been incredible. And not only that, uh, with the scoring and everything else and, and being able to score inside, outside, from all over the place by Cat, uh, but he draws so much attention that if you've got a guy like KBD who can knife to the basket, Cat will find him. And I think uh, all of those are very encouraging signs. So uh, injuries are never a fun part of the game, but when you see a guy like KBD step in and step up, it is uh, great for his development and great for the team overall. All right, still to come, another one of those guys taking advantage of the injury situation. It's Jared Bayless. Got a conversation with him next right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. The season is here, and unforgettable experiences are just waiting for you and your group catch the pack in action and get in on pregame performances player high fives photo ops and more find your experience now at timberwolves.com slash groups minnesota timberwolves all eyes north welcome back to wolves cast audio on demand john Fogey with you here in our target center nba tonight studios still to come on the program timberwolves out in the community last week fostering the love of reading to elementary school kids throughout the metro area We'll hear from Ryan Saunders, Carl Anthony Towns, and more on that. Plus, Minnesota wrapping up their road trip in Houston. Quick stop at home for one game against the Warriors before they head back out. Cal Soderquist will take us three in the key in our final segment. But first, we shine the spotlight on a guy who, like many this season, has had to step in and step up as the Timberwolves have dealt with a myriad of injuries. Jared Bayless was injured, actually, when he joined the Wolves from Philly, but eventually, as he got healthy and Jeff Teague, Derrick Rose, and Tyus Jones all dealt with their own injuries, Bayless stepped in and did so in a jersey that he thought he might wear originally coming out of Arizona back in 2008. I want to go way back to your pre-draft workout, and you might not even remember this, but I remember, I remember it. You were here. Yep. You put together a very good pre-draft workout. Yeah. Take me through that. Oh, I can't do that now. <laughs> like I don't remember the workout like that, but you know, I remember it was a workout. And, uh, you know, they obviously went in a different direction, but, uh, you know, I'm here now. <laughs> did you feel at that time, because I know I did, watching you go through the workout, and then I remember you had a long conversation with Kevin McHale yeah. afterwards. Uh, I thought you were going to end up in a Timberwolves uniform. Were yeah. you kind of surprised you didn't? Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I knew they were kind of leaning towards another way, so I wasn't too surprised. Is it kind of funny how it does come full circle, though, and now now you're here? For sure, for sure. And the uh, experience has been great so far. So, you know, it didn't happen then, but it just came a little later. Earlier this year, I believe you were put into the Arizona Ring of Honor. How, how was that, and uh, what what was that like being back there and seeing, seeing that happen? It was great. Um, you know, I was really happy that I was able to be, you know, put into that. It's an honor. Um, that was one of the first times I've actually been back to Arizona in a long time. So just going back and seeing the changes that they've made to not only the school but the program, 
it was really nice and um, it was good to go back. What are some of your memories of that time and, and things that maybe flooded back when you walked back in there and, and were reminded of those? It was, it was a unique time there and there. It was very unique because um, that's the year Luke took his leave and uh, that's who I signed to go play for and you know I got to play for Kevin O'Neill and you know Kevin Kevin was great uh, I know Kevin has a reputation of being really hard nosed but truthfully you know I tell people all the time now that I'm older and I've been around the league long enough everything he said was right it's just maybe his tone wasn't the best of times but uh, you know his teachings and what he you know way he taught the game is right and that's the way most coaches teach in the league so you know, I wish I would have known that going when I was there with him and not, you know, taking it so personally. But, you know, other than that, you know, Kevin was great to me. The teammates were great. The whole situation was, uh, it was a little interesting, but, oh, you know, I couldn't ask for a better situation. Now, as we see players walk into the arena, you see guys in sweats, you see guys in jeans, T-shirts. But every time we see you, you're in a suit. Is there a, a story behind that? Why you, you come to work so dressed up? <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> just, just as who I am. Um, you know, I, it's just the way I dress outside of for work, at least. Is it kind of like, hey, I am going to work, and and that's why you wear a suit? Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah. Over the weekend, when you guys were in D.C., it sounded like a, a couple of the guys went to the African American History Museum, and I know that you're studying and working towards a degree in uh, African American studies. Were you able to accompany them, or have you experienced that? I went. I've been a couple times, so yeah, I went again. Mm-hmm. What was that like, and sharing it with some of your teammates? It was great. I think for the guys that haven't been, it was uh, really informative, and uh, you know, you learn a lot. So I was really happy that everybody that got to go was able to go, and it was a good experience. And it sounds like you've sort of instituted a book club here mm-hmm. with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I haven't done that. Just try to, <laughs> you know, put, you know, help guys grow outside of basketball, and. Uh, you know, they ask me questions about the things that I'm reading, so I'll give them some of the things that they should, you know, participate in if they want to. And it's never by force, it's only by choice. And, you know, they have to come to me first. So it's not institute or like I'm forcing anybody to do anything. Is it kind of fun to have those types of conversations, though, with the guys that, that you're in the locker room with and, and expand the conversation outside of basketball? Yeah, it definitely is. I think guys that, you know, especially younger guys, they're becoming more conscious about the realities of what's going on is important and um, I think we're seeing that right now within this team and this you know universally and overall people are becoming more aware of what you know is really going on so it's good and I read that you're a big fan of the I believe it's the New York Times how do you spend your Sunday and and you're still trying to get in there so since they haven't invited you how do you spend your Sunday it, it depends on when the season or off season. Sundays during the season, like, you know, it depends. You might have a game. So it really just depends. But, yeah, I do like that section. That's a cool section. Jared, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate no it. No problem. That's Timberwolves guard Jared Bayless, always the sharpest dressed man walking into the arena on game night. You can find those photos of the guys walking into the locker room all across the Timberwolves social media channels. All right, be sure to keep it right here. The Wolves were out in the community last week. We go off the court next on the Timberwolves radio network. The Timberwolves are back, and so is College Night, presented by U.S. Bank. For select home games, college students can get upper-level tickets for $10 by using a valid.edu email address online. Visit Timberwolves.com college for more info. Minnesota Timberwolves, all eyes north. Wolves cast continues. John Fokey with you here. Still to come, a one-game homestand sandwiched by a couple of road trips. Cal Soderquist will rejoin us as we preview the upcoming slate of games for Minnesota as we take you three in the key. 
But first, the Timberwolves players, coaches, and staff blanketed the community last Thursday as part of the team's all-staff reading timeout, and along the way, they helped celebrate Women's History Month. The team connected with over 2,700 students across 13 elementary schools, including a stop at Earl Brown Elementary, where the Wolves' front office, coaches, and players read books focused on empowering women to the students. We've been learning about our social studies inquiry is about role models, so it really meant a lot for Kat to come in and actually read to our students because they got to see what the hard work has paid off for him and they got to ask him questions about how he got to where he is today. That's Mary Stillman, a teacher at Earl Brown. Spreading the love of reading to the kids was easy for Carl Anthony Towns as he's a voracious reader himself in his free time. I mean, just getting to read to the kids, you know, seeing the kids get infatuated with reading and uh, get to foster that uh, drive to want to read. Uh, I read all the time on the planes, especially uh, traveling like we do, and uh, I have a lot of fun doing it, and I wanted to spread my love for it as well. Interim head coach Ryan Saunders said the event was a great way to connect with the community and show the type of people these players are. As an organization with the Timberwolves, um, we have a great group of players, um, high char character um, men, and, uh, and just being able to, to show that to others and, and be examples in the community is, is a big part of what we want to be. And at the end of the day, there's nothing better than reaching out and connecting with the kids. I just like, love when the kids get to see, uh, just to get to see us, you know, to see the smiles on the kids, to see them uh, listening to us and really seeing that uh, love for reading uh, start to uh, burn in them. So uh, it's an amazing event that the Timberwolves run every year and I'm glad to be part of it this year. You can see video of this event and learn more about the Timberwolves Read to Achieve Month and Women's History Month at Timberwolves.com. Keep it right here. Cal Soderquist returns. We go three in the key on the Timberwolves radio network. Experience the pack like never before with the official mobile app of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whether you're at home, at Target Center, or anywhere around the globe, the app is your remote control to all things Timberwolves. Head over to the App Store or Google Play to download it now. Wrapping up Wolves cast, John Fokey with you, rejoined by Cal Soderquist, the Timberwolves with one home game sandwiched around a couple of road trips. It's been unbelievable, Cal, uh, when you talk about this schedule for Minnesota since coming out of the All-Star break. But uh, the Houston Rockets will wrap things up on the road there, home to Golden State, and then back out on the road. What do you got, three in the key? Well, we'll start with that Houston matchup on Sunday, and we're spotlighting Clint Capella. He, he missed 15 games with that thumb injury. Uh, back in basically mid-January, but since returning, he's averaging 13 points on 65% shooting as well as 12 boards and a block per contest. And certainly Timberwolves fans will remember uh, that playoff series last year where he seemed dominant for stretches. He averaged a 16.14 rebound double-double, shot almost 70% from the field in those five games. So he's someone to keep an eye on. We didn't see him in that most recent matchup with Houston and certainly someone who fits that offense well. Yeah, and biggest thing with him, and we saw this, uh, Dallas with Dwight Powell. I mean, uh, DeAndre Jordan, no matter what team he's on, that high pick and roll in the lob to the rim. Capella is masterful at finishing it. James Harden and Chris Paul are masterful at throwing it. Minnesota's pick and roll defense will be very key. All right, second key player, another big man returning from injury, DeMarcus Cousins. He uh, made his Warriors debut and has returned from that lengthy Achilles injury recovery about halfway through January, just like Capella, but he continues to look more comfortable slowly but surely. Over his last five games, he's averaged 16 points, eight boards, two blocks, and a steal, and you can tell that comfort level continues to grow kind of with this Warriors team, and 
it's almost a scary thought to think that they're taking the short-term hit now to acclimate Boogie Cousins to a lineup that was already uh, scary enough. Yeah, and imagine what their their quote-unquote death lineup is going to look like with Boogie out there. All right, we'll wrap up three in the key with a guard, a little man, Kemba Walker. He continues to do big things to try to keep the Charlotte Hornets team alive and in the hunt in that uh, Eastern Conference playoff picture. He had a 40-10-7 effort earlier this week and a loss to the Houston Rockets, and he continues to live up to that cardiac Kemba nickname as he leads the Eastern Conference and is third in the entire NBA in fourth quarter scoring on the season. He averages almost eight points per game in that final frame, and the only two players in front of him in that category in, in the NBA, James Harden and LeBron James. So Kemba certainly steps up when it matters most. Uh, we will move to two key stats, and we start with this, the record 34-5. and five. That is the Houston Rockets record when they lead after three quarters of play. So you do not want to rely on a fourth quarter comeback against this bunch. But similarly, the, the Rockets, they don't have a ton of final frame rallies of their own. They're just 8-20 and 20 when they are tied or trailing entering the final quarter. So keep an eye on that after the first 36 minutes of play on Sunday. And I got one for you. 2-0, and Minnesota's there record against Houston so far this year. <laughs> there you go. I, I don't know off the top of my head if we were leading after... Well, I know we were down by 19 at one point, rallied back and won in the first one. Uh, and then, you know, the Wolves just did a great job against Houston defensively in that most recent. That was the one with the Josh Kogi block that we go. talked about a couple weeks ago. All right, our second key stat, back-to-back sets, specifically for the Golden State Warriors. They will be wrapping up their 10th back-to-back set when they visit the Timberwolves on Tuesday. They'll be in San Antonio the Monday night uh, before, and in total – Golden State's 11-7 and in back-to-back sets, including an impressive 6-3 and on the second night. But the one weak link in that record is when it's a road-road back-to-back set. So they're in San Antonio Monday at Minneapolis Tuesday, and they are just 2-4 and in those road-road back-to-back sets. So some hope for Minnesota on Tuesday. And we close things out with one key matchup, spotlighting Tuesday night, Carl Anthony Towns against DeMarcus Cousins. First chance in a while we'll get to see these two Kentucky products go head-to-head, and both of these guys have said previously that they savor these head-to-head matchups, so we could be in uh, for some fireworks on Tuesday night at Target Center. It'll be a lot of fun. Get your tickets at Timberwolves.com, the lone home game in the midst of a bunch on the road. So, again, we hope to see you down here at Target Center. If not, you can catch each and every game on your home for Timberwolves basketball. For Cal Sotoquist, I'm John Fokey saying so long. We'll talk to you again next week right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. This has been a presentation of the Timberwolves Radio Network.